Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So we get to a point in our lives where we say, man, why am I this way? Why does that bother me? Why does that hurt my feelings when they do that? Why am I insecure? Now, listen, everybody has insecurities. Everybody. There's something called self-deprecating humor, all right? It's when you make fun of yourself. And I, here I am standing in front of you, so you're going to be focusing on what I'm talking about the rest of the service. But let me take the burden off you and just tell you, I used to be worried that my ears stuck out. Here we are. But it's just it's who I am. And don't get, you know how it is. You try stuff in the mirror, right? Years ago I went, what if my ears, I mean, you know, I don't think you can do anything, but I just kind of smashed my ears to my head, and I thought, oh, now I really look like a weirdo. So I better go with how God made me. We have insecurities, things that we go, well, I'm not sure about this. You know how people are. I've told people before, hey, hey, I like your, your, uh, your toenail polish. And then they start hiding their feet. I say, wait, but your feet are bare and I see your toenail polish. I'm giving you a compliment. I said, don't, don't look at my feet. That's like me telling you, don't look at my face. Right? Not exactly, but you get the picture. We all have areas that we're insecure in. All of us, it's normal. It's human nature. But you don't ever want that insecurity to be, become an ugly monster that beats you down, makes you do crazy stuff, all right? You may say, man, what happened to me that made me this way? Why am I fearful? Why am I struggling with anger or pride or jealousy or perversion? Who do I need to forgive? Well, you start with your relationships. Well, number one, your relationship with God, right? And number two, you get involved and find out about your relationship with your family because we know day to day it's happening, it's doing this, but your parents and then your siblings, you need to make sure everything's okay. You say, well, we don't hang out all the time. Well, you need to forgive them, though. Very, very important. Now, Pastor said something a few weeks ago, and he kind of quantified something that I believe we've been doing all our lives. Maybe you've been doing a lot of this, but I want to put it in this teaching, the inner workout how does it begin? Where do we go from here? What do we do? Let's start with C, S-E-E. -E. Point one today, you need to see. Have you ever noticed it's easier to act something out? It's easier to do something if you've seen it being done. It's easier to remember a verse. It's easy, easier to be able to start to learn a verse if you see it. That's why we have it on the screens, right? Right now, you are seeing something that we put on the screens, and it says C. November Sermon Series C. Can you see it? That's very important. Now, here, here's something I want to bring across today. Once again, if you haven't seen it modeled, it's hard to act out sometimes. Sometimes you read the Bible, and you say, well... I need someone in my life who's a role model. I need a mentor. I need someone to be accountable to. Someone, and I need to see Christ-likeness in someone. Well, that's why we have church. We can watch each other's lives. We can love each other through this. And it starts off with seeing. Let's do it. Let's do a workout example. Y'all ready? I was debating it this morning. Our Lord, help me. Okay. Does anybody know? Does anybody know? You may have to move the cameras a little bit. Does anybody know what a plyometric push-up is? Did someone just say, huh? 
That's a $5 word, huh? Maybe six fifty. That wasn't the response I was expecting, Junior. Huh? Plyometric, all right? Plyometric push-up. I'm going to do it from two angles. Pray that I can even do it, all right? All right, let's, let's check it out. Then you'll know what it is and you'll never forget. Who in here knows what a plyometric push-up is? Raise your hand. No, he says he's pointing at me, but I don't. This is interesting. All right, I'm going to do it from two angles so you can see it. Let, hopefully I can do it. That was, that was very nice. Thank you. You didn't have to clap, but thank you. Clap for me if I'm 65 and I can still do that. I've always been a push-up guy. I saw Dad model push-ups when I was a kid. Dad was a military fellow, so he was doing push-ups. I, I don't know. He may still do them. Into his 60s, I know Dad was repping out all kinds of push-ups. Say, man, that's tough. Well, it takes practice, doesn't it? I'll never forget, I was in fourth grade... And our PE coach, check out this name. Our PE coach's name was Bucky Johnson. Real story. Yep, like a movie. Coach Bucky Johnson. And he said, all right, what we're going to do today, boys, it was an all-boys PE class. He said, what we're going to do today, boys, is we're going to do push-ups. And they started, and they didn't know that I'd watch my dad do push-ups, and I'd already been doing push-ups. I'd never done many but I knew I could do 10, I could do 15, I could probably do 20. I knew that. Well, they get down to little bitty, tiny, skinny mat, and I was always one of the smallest in the class up to a certain age. And man, there, there were some fives, there were some sevens, there was a 10, I think someone did 20. And I went, oh man, now it's my time to shine, a little runt. So man, I knocked out 40, I'll never forget that. Knocked out, and you had to touch your nose. I knocked out 40. And Coach Bucky Johnson said, you know, son, you're stronger than you look. I said, I said well, I don't weigh much. <laughs> but I had seen it modeled. I knew how to do a push-up because Dad was active and he would do push-ups. He, he modeled that. So you need to be able to see something so you can imitate it. Many times we talk about stuff and say, I don't know what that is. I bring up mine and my wife's marriage because I want to model a good, healthy, fun, exciting, godly marriage for you. Have we ever disagreed? Of course. Has it ever been tough? Have we gone through things? Of course. Have we had to forgive each other? Of course. But I want you to see now. Blessed are those who believe without seeing, right? But still, how will, how will folks know unless we preach it? How will folks know unless we model it? How will folks know unless they see it? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Look at what this says right here. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. What does the next verse say? Don't lose sight of them. That's powerful, huh? Don't lose sight of what I'm telling you. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them, and healing to what? To their whole body. That's powerful. 
So you, you may say, and we've talked about this on and off for years, you may say, man, I'm not much of a reader, but you need, you need, to, be able to, see, you need to be able to see it written out. You do. You need to be able to see it written out. Anybody know what a sticky note is? Of course you do. Usually, usually yellow, but they come in blue and pink, I think, and green. Put up sticky notes. I've seen my wife do that. Write a verse, man, and put a sticky note. There's times, you know, we say, oh, I know my wife loves me. I know, you know, the ladies say, I know my husband loves me, but sometimes we've got to put it out where they see it. I've even written on sticky notes for my wife. Hey, I love you. It's right there. Looking good today, baby. Whatever. I don't know if I've ever said that, but she's getting embarrassed. Hello, my love. You know, whatever. I don't know what I've... I've said some things that were creative and some that weren't so creative. But a sticky note, they can see it. All right? Seeing helps your faith. You say, wait, how do, what does this have to do with the inner workout? You need to see it first to see where you need work. you got to be able to picture it in your mind. Did you know a large part of faith is your imagination? If you can see it, you can see it. You say, man, I can't see it in the field. Yeah, but I can see it in my mind. Then you can see it. You can imagine it. You can have it if you're praying according to God's will. You say, man, I see my, I see my husband changing into a better man. He's a great guy, but he's getting even better. He's close to God. You can say, man, I see my wife getting closer to God. Say, man, I can see us in a new, in a new house. I can see us with a, a newer car or a brand new car. But be wise. If you've got five kids, you don't need a Corvette. Just thought I'd throw that out there. That may be your vision, but maybe, you know, some other time. I don't know. That's between you and God. Keep praying according to God's will. You can read it, sticky notes. Here at church, you see the word. Dad, Dad's real big on that. He said, put it on the screen. Put it on the screen so you can see it. You watch your role models. Good or bad, huh? You watch them. Good or bad. So that's why, hey, listen, when it all comes down to it, we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. But Scripture says humanity, men and women, mankind looks on the outward, don't they? They watch what you're doing. Like, oh, yeah, Matt's preaching that, but he sure was yelling at the, at the policeman or, you know, something. He was yelling at somebody or he was, he was honking real mad and he was having road rage. No, see, no, that's not a good example. That's not a good example. No. Mm -mm. We got we to gotta put something out there that people see. And it doesn't have to be fake. Let God work on you. Something that they can see. And you need something you can see, all right? So you can live it. Psalm 119, verse 18. Say, why do I need this to do an inner workout? You got to see how it's done. You got to see. With, you say, man, yeah, you got to see the explanation. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions, the psalmist said. How many of you would agree that women can find stuff way better than men? Raise your hand. Let's be real. There's times I've gone to the store. Really, this is a true story. It's happened numerous times. Yeah, you're going to like this, Faith. I've gone to the store, and I'm like, baby, I, you know, I don't know if I'm on speaker right now. Sorry, I'm messing up the example. I don't know if I'm on speaker, on a walkie-talkie, or if I'm listening or, what, or FaceTiming. But I'm like, baby, baby, um, they don't have it. She's like, yes, they do. Well, but you're not here. I, it, they don't have it. She goes, send me a picture. Are you, are you serious? 
Okay, over. You know, I sent her the picture. She texts me, bottom left. I promise you, baby, they must have come in while I was talking to you and put that there, man. I don't, I don't think that was... <laughs> Men have a hard time finding stuff. But you got to be able to see it to buy it, huh? Remember last week we talked about this verse, buy the truth and do not sell it. Grab a hold of the truth. How are you going to grab a... How can you buy it if you don't see it? People say, well, I bought stuff I didn't see. Not usually. Not usually. That happens sometimes, but now you can send pictures and stuff. You see it. All right, before you buy into it. So you need to get into this and say, number one, see. Somebody say, see. All right, see it. Let's go to Romans 10, 17 again. I've been hitting this one hard, man, for two months. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm, I'm giving you the more of the New King James Version. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. You see hearing and hearing right there, even in the New Living. That's not my favorite translation for it, but this is what I gave Vali, and this is all right. Hearing and hearing, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing. I'll never forget. I still have a memory of it. We lived in Roswell, and I was a little boy. I don't think Jonathan or Elaine, I know Elaine wasn't born. I don't think Jonathan was born either. I had a cousin, and he was named after somebody famous. I'm not going to say his name in case for some reason they ever listened to this video. No, I'm going to say it. His name was Rocky. I really wasn't going to say it, but, you know. His name was Rocky. He was older than me. And uh, he'd leave my house, and my mom said that, that my vocabulary would be expanded after he left. So it went over. You're a little slow, but you're worth waiting on. I, I, would, I would engage in cursing, cussing after he'd leave. And mom said, you're learning bad words from your older cousin. I don't, I don't know what kind of cousin he was, but he's a cousin, all right? They're Italian and Spanish or something. And he would leave, and he taught me some really uh, uh, strong sentence enhancers <laughs> that are frowned upon in circles like this and in most places if, if you got any sense. But how did I know to repeat those? I heard him. I heard him. People hear stuff. And they repeat it. And you, you hear what kids say? Another cousin. And I'm going to say his name because this is funny. Maybe he'll, he'll listen to this someday. Some of y'all know him. My cousin Rod. He was a little boy. Dad, was I born when Rod was with, with you and uh, Grandpa and Uncle Richard? You know what I'm talking about. Y'all are driving around in Española? I don't know that I was born yet. Here's the story. Dad, he's a pastor. And I think Grandpa was there or Uncle Donnie. But either way, all those men were pastors and preachers. And Uncle, Uncle uh, Richard was there. And he was a coach. And he was still getting to know God. I don't know if he was saved at that time. But, he, he, you know, I never heard Uncle Richard use foul language either way. But somebody cut off. I don't know who was driving. Dad or Uncle Donnie. And they had to, someone cut him off. And then Rodney's like in a, in a car seat. Little boy. He goes, look at that son of a, you know. <laughs> and his dad's there going, oh, my gosh. And, of course, it got back to Aunt Jeannie, and she said, Richard. He said, I didn't, I did not teach him anything. It turned out it was twins that would go to church, and they would cuss. There was twins. So double trouble. He'd been hearing them, though. Look at that, you know, bleepity bleep. What? 
He heard it. Go ahead, laugh. Get it out of your system because I'm going somewhere. Your kids are listening to you. Faith, unbelief, they're listening to you, and they emulate that. They repeat it, right? Let's go to Matthew 13, 23. Matthew 13, 23. Second point here is you got to hear it, right? Matthew 13, 23. Now, let me read you this. Did I, I, don't, I may have skipped that for them. Nope, there it is. The seed, this is part of the parable. You remember the parable of the sower that Jesus told? This is just one verse, okay? Look, he says, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. Let's go back to that beginning of that verse. The seed, and we'll just, we'll just stay here. We don't even have to switch it to the other screen. We'll stay here for a minute. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear. Somebody say hear. And understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much. I'm laughing because I have a memory of my wife as early as, as recent as yesterday. She, goes, she looks at me and goes, did you hear me? I go, yes, I heard you. It, but sometimes I hear her, I can repeat it, and I still didn't get it. Y'all ever done that? It's impressive, huh, as men? You're like, I was listening. You said not to go too far, a bunch of stuff. And then she's going, yeah, but, and I just kind of have a glazed over look. I heard you. Staring into deep outer space. I may have heard it, but did I really hear it? Was I really listening, right? I don't know how many times mom and dad said that. Did you hear me? Yes, yes, I heard you. Well, why aren't you doing it? I don't know. I don't know, but I know what you said. And that, that never worked at home. The devil made me do it. That never worked. I don't think I ever used that, but people do that. I say, man, the, the stupid devil. Hey, you chose to do it. You chose. He's not waving a red flag and has a big old pitchfork and stuff. No. No, we believe in spiritual warfare. There are demon powers and, and, and spiritual powers and angels and demons and stuff. But come on, man. We have a will, right? So you got to hear it. So number one, you see. You see it in God's word. You see exam good, good examples. You set your eyes on good things. You start to imitate those things. You hear. You start to imitate the good things you hear. And then number three, look at this. This is powerful. Look how simple, though. Say. Say it. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. I think the first year that I preached, this was in every sermon I preached. <laughs> first two years, maybe. But it's such a powerful verse. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Hold on, we're going to get back to that. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. All right? Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's go to the, the first part of that verse again. Upon further study here, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. One, one man of God or woman of God said, that just means you are constantly in the word and speaking it. That's it. 
That's an old school way of saying it. It shall not depart from your mouth, meaning it's always going to be in your mouth, huh? You're always saying it. God's word, God's word, God's word. I love this example. How many of you had a grandma that would mumble while she cooked in the kitchen? Anybody? That's normal. That's normal. You say, that's weird. Well, I'm a lot younger than any of my grandparents were when I met them, and I, I talk to myself all the time. They call it self-talk. I practice Spanish. I practice German. I, I practice words. So many times my wife is like, who are you talking to? I'm like, sometimes I'm like God, or other times I'm like, oh, I was just, just talking to myself. It's not that weird. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Just don't argue with yourself out loud. That happens in our minds, and that's why we need inner healing sometimes, right? Just don't argue with yourself out loud, not where anyone can hear you. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Say, what does that mean? Say, I just, I just heard about this. I'm just now getting a grasp of this. Or I've been in church 20 years, never read through my Bible. You need a Bible you can understand so you can read it and hear it. Not just on Sundays and Wednesdays. You need to be able to practice your faith, the inner workout. Got to do it often, right? Got to do it often. Got to stay in the Word. You got to be able to say it, man. Constantly in the Word. Let's go to Deuteronomy 32.3. Look at this. Real simple, real simple little verse. Look at this. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. People say, I don't want to say God's name in vain. No, call on Him in, in prayer every day. Say, man, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just praise you. I just thank you, God. Say it out loud. Say, I'm just praying quietly. You can. There's different ways to pray. But you need to be doing this all the time. you got to say it. got to say the name of the Lord. got to speak his word. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. 23. I love this. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You can say. Somebody say, say. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no what? No doubt in your heart. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse. The word is say. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain. you got to speak it. Speak the word, and you got to repent, right? Say it out loud. Sometimes I know you're in a place, you say, man, I don't want everybody to hear me, so you got to whisper, and that's fine. Man, sometimes you even pray in your mind. He said, can you do that? Sure. But this point right here is say it. Say it out loud. Say it. Say it. So we got three things today, real basic. Someone say, see. That's number one. See. Someone say, see. Uh-huh. Number, number two, someone say, hear. Hear it. You see it. You hear it. That's why you're at church this morning, so you can hear it. That's why you listen to godly podcasts, good stuff. Make sure you're not listening to junk. Don't fill your mind with junk, right? See and hear good stuff, the Word of God, things that line up with God's Word and His character. See, hear, and number three, say. One, two, three. One more. One, two, three. One more. One, two, three. Uh-huh. Did you know that quantum physics has now proven that the things you say actually alter the molecules around you? They can't seem to figure that out, and we're just going, uh-huh, real science? Real science actually always proves Scripture. Did you know that they've... They've done scientific experiments in quantum physics where they're looking at certain molecules and atoms and different stuff, 
and they will look at them under these powerful, amazing, I don't know if it's electron microscopes or stronger. I'm sure that's what it is. But they will look in there, and the molecules will behave as the person expected them to behave. Are y'all still here? Somehow your faith is connected to the very matter and atoms and molecules around you and in you. So when Jesus walked on water, it was actually his faith and the power of God, but it had something to do with true godly science. Because you're not supposed to be able to walk on water, are you? But he did it, and Peter did it for a while. People go, Peter sank. I'm all, "Mm mm-hmm. How many times have you walked on water? Even two or three steps. Peter got out and did it for a little while. What a dude. And he was a nut sometimes, but Peter had the guts to do it got to say it. You got to speak the word, man. Repent, pray, praise him. I'm going to tell you right now, the most powerful thing you can ever say, the most powerful thing you can ever declare are praises to God. That is the highest form of prayer. And to me, you know how in video games, there's more points for certain things, right? Some of you are like, I haven't played video games in years. Okay, let's go to Pac-Man. Once you swallow the last ghost in Pac-Man, he's worth more points than the first ghost, right? It's a progressive thing. So I would imagine there's special faith being built in you when you're able to praise God when it's tougher than crud. When you're able to simply... Sometimes, have you ever been in a situation like, I can't, I can't, I don't feel anything, and all you can do is say, Jesus. All you can do is say, Lord, I know you got this. Lord, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know why I'm in the situation, but you got this, you got me. Lord, I I don't get it, I don't understand it, it's beyond anything I can conceive, anything I can understand or fathom, but Lord, I know you got me, just praise him. Some of the toughest times in my life, I said, Lord, I'm just going to praise you. Lord, I'm just going to praise you. I don't get it all. I don't have it figured out. I can't solve this. I can't do this in my own strength. We forget sometimes when we go back to us and we try to figure it out, huh? You ever made something worse in your own strength? I have. I've made stuff worse, like crazy weird. Worse, where I was like, man, I was trying and forcing and doing, and it just didn't work out. And you got to trust God at some point and say, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. So three points today. On the inner workout, we'll get into more next week. Number one is C. You need to see it. Say, see what? God's plan, God's purpose, His design, His word. You need to see that verse. You need to see what He's doing. You need to get into God's word. You see it. You see it. You see it. You see good examples. You see what God has in store. Number two, you hear it. And number three, you've got to start saying it. Sometimes that's the hardest place to go. I don't know why. We're able to say a lot of other junk sometimes, huh? We can confess the problem all day long. Say, man, I hate this. This is stupid. Why am I here? What's going on? Well, why don't you just turn around and go, praise God. Man, I have actually praised God when I was infuriated. Just, I said, Lord, I just praise you, man. And I start to calm down. Been times I praised him when I was freaked out. I praised him when I was being tempted with something. I praised him through the dark times and said, God, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I've always wondered what that shepherd's staff is for. Do they they put that 
that little crook, do they put it around a wolf's neck or something? I mean, what do they do with that? that? Or do they grab sheep and keep them from falling off a cliff? What do they do with that? It's pretty handy, though. And yeah, you feel comforted when you have a stick, don't you? Your rod and your staff. Lord, your word comforts me. I've gone campaigning with Jonathan, and a stick, it made us feel real comfortable, especially after I got bitten by a dog. I said, man, next time a little dude comes like that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Tiger Woods swing on him. Everybody told me, you should have kicked that dog. I said, man, he ran out from under the fence, bit me in the back of my leg, and I turned around after I yelled, and he'd vanished back under the fence. A little satanic creature. Come on. I know God created you, but you got a devil. And it's crazy. Dogs are tough until you stand up to them. You say, no, you don't know. Uh Uh-huh. They see you got a weapon. Dogs got more sense than a lot of people. (laughs) Just don't be turning your back on them. I I feel comforted. Yeah, I think Jen and Adrian did this too. They had a stick, but then they were walking backwards. (laughs) You better get away from me, right? Don't turn your back on them. But you feel comforted. Think of God's word. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You gotta say it. You gotta say it. You gotta say it. Say, man, I don't believe it yet. You will. Keep saying it. Keep seeing, hearing, and saying. Go ahead, bow your heads and close your eyes today. First and foremost, this is so important. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice? Who says, Pastor Matt, I just want to be right with God. I need to accept Jesus or I need to recommit my life. Is there anyone in this house? Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I will not shame you. We'll pray together as family. Anybody in this house say, man, if I died, I don't know if I'd go to heaven or hell. I don't know where I'd go if I passed away. God bless you for, for that hand. Thank you, sir, for your courage. Anybody else? Nobody's looking. Just me. Just me. God bless you. God bless you. Make sure you're right with God today. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Let's all pray today. I want everybody to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I know Jesus is my Savior, but I make him my Lord. He is my guide, my protector, my God, my everything. And I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of the Lamb. Save me from myself, from my sin, and from hell. That's my faith today. I believe because you are a good God. In Jesus' name. Now I want everybody in the house to stand up and look at me. Go ahead, stand up. Go ahead. Get right here so more more people can see me, hopefully. When I tell you, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes again, but I want you to begin to repeat this prayer with me. And this is about inner healing. This is for everybody. I want everybody to do it. Say, man, I'm healed. Well, make sure. It all starts here. It starts with seeing, hearing, saying. All right, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. I want everybody in the house to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Begin right now. Heal me. Heal me, God. Do a deep work, a lasting work. I want you to say this. Say, I forgive my family, 
my parents, relatives, anybody who has ever hurt me. Say it again. Say, I forgive. Say, I don't have to feel it. I'm just going to do it in faith. Now just begin to talk to the Lord. Tell him to heal you in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Father, heal us. Heal us right now, God. It starts here. Heal us. Heal your people. Heal your people, Lord God, right now. Right now. This is the beginning. Many folks have never asked God to heal them on the inside. Your soul maybe was all torn up from a broken relationship, maybe a broken home, uh, sexual, verbal, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Who knows? But I'm going to tell you right now, we've all suffered abuse from someone at some time or another. Now it's time to give it to God and move on and be completely healed. Just take a moment, not much longer. This is a great start. This is a great start to inner healing. This is the inner workout. Say, who wants to work out? Most people don't want to. I don't. But we do the hard thing now so it'll be easier later. We do what's hard now, it'll be a little easier later. You say, man, just tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. Say, I'm sorry, God. Cleanse me, but help me to forgive as well. Heal me, God. Heal me. By his stripes we were healed, and I know that's for physical healing, but I believe that is for our souls healing as well. He carried our every burden, our every sin, our shame, our guilt. We are healed. By his stripes we were healed. Jesus came to set the captives free and to preach the year of the Lord's good favor. To preach the good news, and we receive it today. We are healed. You are healed. I am healed. You are healed right now in Jesus' name. You are healed.